o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets. Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on post-Super Bowl Monday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, fun show so far. You got the podcast at theticketfm.com. Again, the Rams beat the Bengals last night in a good game, 23-20. to Rams get the Super Bowl on their home field, SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. You're going to say great game. Great game. Cooper Cup MVP. Yes, two touchdowns for Cooper Cup, including the game winner, or the go-ahead with a minute plus to go. In the game, I just saw this from last night. This is from Jordan Rodriguez. She's a writer for the Athletic for the Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Jefferson, who is one of the receivers for the Rams, mm-hmm. not 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 Cooper Cup guy because Odell got hurt. Van's probably the second best option when Odell goes out. Uh, apparently, his wife went into labor mid-game <laughs> yesterday and was rushed to the hospital. So, like, he like left the game. Right as it ended with his dad and his son, and they went to the hospital. So that was his celebration. Was, what a day. Thanks, guys. I got to go. My inc- wife's having a kid. What an incredible day. That's an amazing day for that young man. Wish I could party with y'all, but yeah. I got things to do. A, he has a different kind of party. I got places to be. My wife is going to have a baby. So that's a, that's a different kind of celebration for Van Jefferson last night after the Rams Beat the Bengals again, 23-20. And the stat of the day. Yes. Should I say it again? Yes. Sean McVay, the Rams head coach. This is this is unbelievable. Sean McVay, the Rams led at halftime 13-10. They win 23-20. Sean McVay is 48-1 as the Rams coach when leading at halftime. That is unreal. And yesterday he did it, again, with Odell Beckham Jr. out on the sideline. With a knee injury, tweaked his knee running that little crossing route. No, it was a non-contact thing. Non-contact, the worst kind. Yeah. So did it without Odell Beckham and with a running game that what, rushed what for forty-three yards. Twenty-three carries, forty-three yards. It's one point eight yards they, a carry. Yeah, they couldn't get Cam Akers going at all. Couldn't get any Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, nothing. Nothing was going on there. So so they won the Super Bowl. You, you tip your cap first. Uh, Sean McVay and second to Matthew Stafford. Yes. And third, well, third? Or do you tip it neck? Do you tip it second to Aaron Donald I in think, the defense? I, I think you go Aaron Donald probably. In the defense. Yeah. Man, Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey had a little bit of a rough game yesterday. Yeah, for the for a guy that is viewed by a lot, or at least portrayed as, if not the best cornerback in football, like a top three it wasn't a great game for Jalen Ramsey. Now again, we pointed out that the T. Higgins touchdown to start the second half. T. Higgins ripped his face mask and wasn't called for it. So that, that wasn't really Jalen Ramsey's really his fault. fault. Yeah. But there's a couple other plays that he, he got beat on. And there's one play where Burrow threw one that wasn't really good for Jamar Chase, and it was high, but he caught it, and, and Ramsey just played it horribly, and Chase went up the side. That was that was end of the game, right? Yeah, was late, that the last, last drive. drive. Yeah. What are you doing? What yeah. was that defensive yeah, play? That he, gets, he got like 16 yards when yeah. it should have been either incomplete or gained a six. He was he, – he, it looked – he wasn't playing the ball, which was interesting. He just went 
it looked like he was I don't know what he was doing. He was trying it to was tackle hard. him and he, yeah. and he wasn't even close. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, It's like he, you know, he went absent-minded for a second there. Yeah. We all do that. We all do that. I've been there. Common common for me. Okay. Happens. You don't want to talk about basketball, do you? No, we've already talked about basketball and a little rough basketball we're, uh, segment. We're by sad the way. about that and and uh, you know, we'll move on from that. But I don't I mean, I we got to keep talking about it though. We can't shy away from the conversation. Because there's a big decision looming. We don't need to talk about it right now, but the the athletic director is in a rough spot right now, right? How many times can you can you live with a twenty plus point loss and just say it's fine? I don't know. You can't. I mean, you're you're at six now this season. Six. Yeah, I didn't expect it to happen and yesterday. Two of your last three games resulted in big losses. I mean, to be very clear, I didn't expect that yesterday. I mean, I thought at one o'clock I'd be tuning into a game that was going to be close throughout. I didn't have that feeling. They, Did they you? Nebraska does not play well at Iowa City. No. I was there, I think, two years ago in the game. And Nebraska wasn't. This is Hoiberg's first year. They were not good. But, man, they, they got blown out in Iowa City then, too. This is not a great Iowa team, Jake. It is not. I mean, this is a – Iowa six, and seven. They were 6-6 six and six in the Big Ten. They're, they're, they're okay. It's an okay Iowa team. I was expecting a close game. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any more words to say about Nebraska basketball at this point. So, You're going to have to have I know. words well, to today say. Today I've already said them in the 625 segment, so you can lo- you can listen to that on the podcast page because that's where I'm at with that. Um, I saw Sam McEwen write about this over the weekend because <laughs> that's what I want to go to now. That's fine. Is that it seems like for the first time in a while, there's not a lot of dysfunction this offseason for Nebraska football. Like, there's been things that have come up in the past, whether it's a, a player. You know, I know Adrian Martinez didn't leave, but it was on, on good terms for both sides, right? That was, I would call it dysfunctional on Nebraska's mm. side. No. We kind of saw that maybe coming where they both needed a, a different, you know, a different path. No, it wasn't dysfunctional. It wasn't perfect. No, it wasn't perfect, but it wasn't dysfunctional, right? Okay. We've seen dysfunction here. Yeah. I, I mean, it seems like, as Sam says, dysfunction is lower than usual this offseason. Can, can they sustain that with a sense of normalcy for the first time in a while? And I guess... I mean, do, you, do, you, do you agree I mean, that there's not much dysfunction? I, yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, you, we gotta... You, I mean, you have to acknowledge the fact that Scott... Fi- he, he fired four <laughs> staff members. Yeah, for a lack of dysfunction, there's four guys that are fired. Right, and a fifth left. Yeah. Um, yep. So, 22 Yodi. Now that wasn't, I guess that technically wasn't the winter. I guess that was he Still fired them in the fall during the season, <laughs> yeah. prior to the Wisconsin. <clears throat> I mean, I guess what we're talking about is um, if you're going to get right down to the time when there's been no dysfunction, maybe you start that the ticker on January one. Sure. So January, and now it's February fourteenth. So we've had a month and a half of <laughs> relative, relative normalcy. Pretty good news. You got Casey Thompson. You got yeah. Chuba Purdy. Yeah. Like it's been all additions mostly, right? Not yeah. not many guys leaving the program. You mentioned Tony Tuioti, of course, left for Oregon, and Jordan Riley followed. But you say, okay, we can live with that. It's pretty. It's been a pretty good month and a half. <laughs> is that are we due for something bad? Is this, is this too no, is this too good and too normal right now? I don't know. I mean. Yeah, there's harm. I guess. I mean, I'm always a little hesitant to go down the path of yeah. There's complete harmony in the athletic department, you know, between the AD's office. 
How, how about and this? the f- football coaching staff? I don't know. I mean, Scott took a pretty big pay cut. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, so yeah, I I'm, guess I'm going to read this from Sam's. Yeah, yeah. Read, read, read here, here. See if you agree with this. He says, "In recent winters, Husker football has been messy and contentious. This year, the program is quiet, harmonious, and functional, and that non-story is a story unto itself." Yeah. I think so. He, so. he points out 2017, there is the bizarre, out-of-the-blue firing of Mark Banker that, after yeah. a top 30 defense that year. Yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Was that was that contentious? Well, I mean, you, you, you pointed out. I covered out that you, it. I know. You, you thought it was strange, right? Yeah. They, they've, they melted down the last four games that season. It was they a Sean Eichhorst call. It was a Sean Eichhorst yeah, He wanted energy bus Bob Diaco in here, which was a disaster, as we all know. But it wasn't. See, at the time, though, you have to, you have to put yourself in the moment. In the moment, Diaco, we didn't really question that hire. We, no, well, we said, oh, we it, didn't. It we was thought good hire for us. Even the championship, we spent him. that spring lavishing praise on Bob. We Diaco. were wrong. We were wrong. Mark Banker was top thirty, you know, number thirty when he was fired, right? From a, what was the record of that team? Nine and four. I mean, I don't see it. I. Just keep going. I didn't think that was that. Okay. Just I didn't think there was a lot of discontent or or um, or dysfunction. Yeah, over that. Um, Sam points out, not 2019. Uh, Maurice Washington charged with felonies after he didn't respond for months to investigators' queries into a sex video he sent to his ex girlfriend. Yeah, that was incredibly. Um, that, that was incredibly uncomfortable. I would say uh, that, when I when that news came out. 2020 says there was there was the awkward end to Troy Walter's tenure here. That his departure and successors hiring were announced the same Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, after a non-local report that Mickey Joseph, who's now on the staff, had turned down the job that wasn't technically open. That all paled to the plenty years, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Right. On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. We offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. We'll even bring it out curbside. Or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. And then, of course, last year, don't forget how Nebraska was apparently trying to get out of the Oklahoma game. That was the, the that was rough. That was that was rough. embarrassing. Oh my gosh, Nebraska's trying to find a way to get out of the Oklahoma. All of game. that paled to the Pelini years, though. Sure, it did. Just that dysfunction led to at least nine wins a season. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, bring us if we can get nine wins a season or more. We'll take the dysfunction. Bring back the bow dysfunction. I mean, we'll let's take. That. Let's be honest. That all the defunct. All the dysfunction to which Sam refers pales in comparison to the Eichhorst Pelini dysfunction. Like, this is pretty calm. What are you talking about? Okay, Sam? I'll restate that. All of the dysfunction to which Sam refers pales in comparison to the Pelini Eichhorst Perlman dysfunction. Mm-hmm. It does. I mean, that was way. It was way worse during that period. Way worse. Did you kind of enjoy it? No. Why would you ask me a question like Wait, that? Wait, can't we have some normalcy, Bo? No, no, Sean. 
did I enjoy it? No, it was no. I'm just asking. And you're right. It's interesting, isn't it? That dysfunction. <laughs> Pelini was winning nine a season. He made three out of seven conference title games in his seven years. Well, it wasn't yeah, but when he was making a. Was I course the AD when he was doing? That? I guess he was at one point. Yeah, for what, what, two years? Yeah, maybe. But anyway, yeah. How how are they doing that at that point? How is that dysfunction not dragging the program back to what it is now? It's pretty remarkable, and that's what I always, that's how I always felt about what what those guys Pliny, not just Bo. I mean, his entire staff that they were somehow navigating all that. And recruit, trying to recruit through all that. It, remember, 2013, you, you, it wasn't you didn't know for sure if he was going to get brought back, and the and the announcement that he was going to get brought be brought back wasn't made till after the season. Correct? It was wasn't that after the 13 season? Right? Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. After 13 season. Yeah. Third, yeah. After, 13. after the 13 he, season. That's what I'm saying. More, yeah, he had one more year after, after the 13 yeah. season. Right. Yeah. Well, he did. You know, threatened him. If you want to fire me, then fire yeah, me. He did do that. He did, that was he part did, of the dysfunction. That was, that was dysfunctional. Part, yeah. From the mouth of your head coach to the media yeah, to and the he press. Said, I don't give a <laughs> shucks. I don't give a mm, fire me. Yeah, the dysfunction during all the winning is incredible. Think about right. that. I mean, they were winning See, nine I, plus a year. When I read Sam's article, my thought was. <laughs> Say I don't know. I mean, <laughs> this is sort of dysfunctional. I've covered dysfunction. Remember 10 years ago? Solich years, Pliny years, Solich, Peterson. So you, th- you think this is not dysfunctional I, right now? He... Or are you just so used to dysfunction that when you see it, it's got to be extreme? Now to be you're talking. Now you're talking. Like, yeah, this is dysfunctional, but let me show you real dysfunction. Oh, I have... This is average yeah, stuff right here. Yeah, the Solich, Peterson, Pelini, Eichhorst years, that was contentious dysfunction okay this in the last since 17 yeah cool yeah it's yeah it's dysfunctional yeah, he fired on defensive coordinator hmm. i don't know was that i didn't know that that caused a lot of problems when they fired banker not tons of them i didn't think so there's questions troy about- walters was there a big uproar? Well, was there a lot the, of? Was there, the fact he says that there is a, a a coach in waiting right away, possibly? But what did did what, did that cause a lot of friction in the fan? I didn't think it did. Did it? So you're you're saying you don't think there's? Much I've dysfunction covered at dysfunction. All. I didn't think that was all that all this. The dysfunction is on the field. Now right? is there harmony right now? Yeah, I'd say for the last month and a half, there's there's been a level for, of for harmony. How long? For how long? A you month and a half. We're talking. Yeah, if you're going to start the ticker on on uh, January for 45 one. days, we've had harmony. Yeah, you might go to the hirings of um, you know Mickey and Whipple and Rayola, which occurred in early December to mid December. Maybe you can maybe you can say two full months of har- harmony because yeah. Rayola was hired December 13th, and then Whipple and Mickey right before that. So since December, <laughs> so that's pretty good. Um, we'll see how it. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I think it is. There's a degree of importance. I think there's a degree of importance to it. Although we've pointed out two coaches who managed to win at a pretty high level despite a, a lack of harmony. You know, I do. But I've always felt it was important to have your your president, chancellor, AD, head coach on the same page. 
I mean, especially at a place like Nebraska where there's so many things that work against you anyway, I think to have the administration and the coaching staff on the same page obviously, obviously helps. To have one consistent message helps. To have the, the, everybody on the same page on those messages helps. Um, and I think I, I would say that's what's going on right now. I would say that's what's going on right now. I, I, I say that with some hesitancy because you never quite know how everybody's thinking. And, you know, Trev had a decision to make about Frost, and he brought him back, but with some kind of stipulations and some contract maneuvering. And it wasn't it wasn't kumbaya. No, it, I, <laughs> you there's know. not much kumbaya going on at all in the Nebraska Athletic Department, it feels like, right? Well, I don't know about that. It depends what sport you're talking about. Um, I mean – I I think it's better. I mean, one thing Will Bolt talked about last week is it feels more unified than it did. But he did point out, you know, some of that was the result of COVID. You couldn't get people together. Sure, sure. yeah. COVID yeah. kept coaches kept everybody apart. You know, they would meet on Zooms. Zoom. Yep. Um, and now there is, you know, there's more face to face interaction, and Trev is preaching unity over there on the on the you know, between coaches. So, yeah. I mean, I never know what to think of all that. I, I think it's important. I think that sort of thing's important. Unity, unity between the 24 coaches at Nebraska, is it important? I don't know. I guess. I, I know the way I am. If I were the, if I were the men's tennis coach, I think I'd just be very interested in having a very good men's tennis team. And whether I talk to John Cook every month or not, I don't know it would matter to me. I mean, I just want to have a good team, right? Yeah. I don't know. Everybody's a little different that way. I, I hear you. But, again, it feels like uh, this is a, the dysfunction is not as high as you think it would be in general, though. Well, I just think – what do you it mean? Be. What do you mean? Like, I, because I just, they're coming off a of three I, and nine? I just thought it was you – know, you thought the dysfunction – I think you're probably right. The dis- dysfunction was higher – with Bo, I can tell you beyond a shadow days. of a doubt that the dysfunction during the Pelini Eichhorst years and the Solich Solich Peterson years was was immeasurably higher than what has happened since 2017. Okay, okay, not even close. This is calm. I, I yes, I covered it. I can tell you it was it was really difficult. It was a difficult period for everybody involved. Everybody. Do you miss that at all? No. Do I miss coaches boycotting a practice, boycotting a day of work because their contracts got re- because their contracts got reworked without them knowing, which happened, you know, when Peterson came in, the coaches they had contracts slid under their door that that changed to end at the end of that season, which led to a they did not come to work the next day. Do, do, do I miss stuff like that? No, not really. Do I miss the AD calling a meeting, Steve Peterson, to announce a North Stadium expansion project? Calling a meeting and the coaches are like, okay, what's going on? Well, we're you're going to have new offices and a new lock. Oh, we didn't even know about that. Yeah, well, you didn't need to know. Do <laughs> I miss do I, do, important to you? Do I, yeah, because you're not going to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you, do I miss that? No, not really. No, I don't miss any of it. Good old days, or maybe the bad old days. <laughs> um, before we get to break, it is our 
day to give away a care package from Beatrice Bakery. And today, Lincoln Fire and Rescue always does a great job in this community and helping out when needed. So today, we're going to give our care package to station number 12 at 84th and Pioneers, doing a great job over there, the new building built a couple years ago. Again, Beatrice Bakery, we always give away to people that are in need or also people that we recognize as doing good things in this community. So we will give them our package today. And you can always find your own packages at BeatriceBakery.com. Liqueur cakes, coffee cakes, fruit cakes, and more. Again, BeatriceBakery.com. Proud sponsor of the ticket and proud to give away a care package well, every week. What if the show. situation with Frost and Alberts was the situation with Pelini and Eichhorst, which is which would be Trev telling Frost, you don't talk to me. You talk to someone under me if you need something. Well, how would that be? I don't think that would go over very That's, well. That was the situation. I, I'd say to Pelini, on a, this happened on a few occasions, I'd be like, why don't you just talk to Eichhorst? He goes, yeah, I'd that doesn't we just don't talk That's that sad. doesn't happen so yeah come on come it's on like you'll watch a replay of that right now 10 years later well, it is what it is i mean it's all that stuff happens it happens in this world or next an early break in the ticket did you know that yearly medicaid renewals will start again soon this means millions of people who were enrolled in medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage if this may impact you the good news is you have options Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc.